Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here. It's hour two. We'll talk to the great columnist, the L.A. Times. Bill Plaschke will join us. We'll talk about Kobe Bryant's Hall of Fame induction speech delivered by his wife, who did, delivered it with such grace and poise and class. Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer, will join us. We'll recap some of the speeches there. And Rudy Tomjanovich, who got into the Hall of Fame, former uh, great player and, of course, coach of the Rockets when they won uh, back-to-back titles, he said the following that kind of created a different kind of conversation today than we expected. I want to speak up for Robert Ory to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He is truly a legendary player. He made so many clutch shots. He's got seven rings to prove it. This is where he belongs. All right. Now, we'll talk to Reggie about that coming up. The NBA Hall of Fame induction on Saturday was a bittersweet event, though, because Vanessa Bryant's moving speech about Kobe was a reminder of what made him so special. And she told, you know, quite a few stories, one that he was hurting, but told her he wanted to play for the fans who stayed up to watch him play. Load management was not part of his vocabulary. He was old school. And Vanessa's speech was a reminder of what made him so special. And it wasn't just physical talent. He certainly had that. It was just the competitiveness. Also, basketball IQ, like the brilliance of understanding the game, understanding what defenses were going to try to do. We saw that in the man standing next to Vanessa. We saw it at a high level, Michael Jordan. The intangibles, that's what separates all-stars from all-time greats. And a lot of memories came back this weekend. It's sad we didn't get to hear Kobe speak because – 
He probably would have taken a page out of Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech, maybe taken a couple of shots at Kevin Garnett or Tim Duncan in there, but he would have delivered in a big moment like he always did as a player. But credit to Vanessa for sharing that special Bryant family magic with all of us on Saturday night. Here is Vanessa talking about Kobe being on a different level. Kobe was on a different level. He never took shortcuts when it came to basketball. He gave this game his all. Kobe played through injury after injury. To name a few, he had IVs administered during half times to play through food poisoning and the flu. He played with a broken nose. He had a broken finger and had it snapped back in place just enough to finish the game. He also taught himself how to use his left hand to play the rest of the season while his finger healed. He even switched two free throws with a torn Achilles and walked off the court on his own. Yeah, there were moments where he was not coming out of a game and he was going to stay in a game even if it meant he was going to have to shoot left-handed. But uh, when you look back when he tore his Achilles, we, we didn't know it was torn, but he was going to stay in the game. It was a wonderful weekend. Really was. And, you know, I, Tim Duncan, I met Tim when he first got to San Antonio. And I was there when they made him carry the bags. He was a rookie, and uh, the veterans made him carry bags. And I went to dinner with him, and I realized he was really funny, really interesting, had all of these tattoos. He loved collecting knives. Like, you just never. With Tim Duncan, you go, uh, yeah, a great player, but we don't know much about him. I found that he had a great sense of humor, and he was so driven at one point. He wanted to find out when ESPN did the 50 greatest athletes of all time, and he kept badgering me because I was hosting the show. And He goes, you got to tell me. Like, is Jordan one? Is Jordan number one? I said, I can't tell you. And at the time, I didn't know, and I said, Win the title, and I'll tell you. He won the title. Comes in after they won the title. First thing he says, is Jordan number one? And I said, yes. He goes, okay, thank you. And it was just, he just was uh, a fun person to be around. But he never wanted to share any of that. We tried to get him on the show a variety of times. He just didn't want it. He didn't, he didn't care about it. He never cared about it. And even now, I think if he probably campaigned a little bit more when he was playing, he might be a top five player of all time. Maybe even, maybe even higher. He just didn't care. His competitiveness was never on display. It was there. He just didn't show it like Kevin Garnett. He didn't show it like Kobe. But it was there. And what a prideful person. But his speech was the fact that he didn't write it down. Everybody else had speeches on teleprompters. Jim just went up there and talked. I'm surprised he got dressed up. Like Tim is just a bigger version of Barry Sanders where you just go, they're different. They're just different. You know, a taller version of John Stockton. They're just, they just played. They didn't ask for anything, but they gave you everything. And there was something poignant about how the people who mean so much to him, 
Popovich went to visit him in the Virgin Islands. And Tim thought that that was normal. And it wasn't. Popovich wanted to know Tim, wanted to know his family, really wanted to know who he was, what he was all about. And they developed that great relationship. So that was great. That was great to hear. It was, it's fun hearing the stories. It's great seeing those Hall of Famers be able to come back. Uh, but a wonderful weekend. Yeah, Seaton. I like that Tim Duncan Coates, uh, if you added both of my parents together, there would still be zero basketball knowledge. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> he, was a, he was a swimmer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember, you know, at Wake Forest, it's like, okay, well, that guy at Wake Forest seems like he's pretty good, but he was at Wake Forest. If he was in Kentucky, you'd go, oh, my God, that guy's he's, he's the best player I've seen. It was like there was something, well, he's at Wake Forest. But Tim Duncan had that competitive drive, but it was always like it, it was always hidden. But you can make a case. He deserves to be recognized as one of the two or three greatest players of all time. Consistency, winning titles, offense, defense. He did everything you wanted. He just did it quietly in a town that suited his personality. Had he played on a bigger stage, had he played in New York, had he played in L.A., we would remember Tim Duncan differently. I truly believe that. If he's winning titles, there would be a statue at Staples. If he was winning a title, titles in New York, there'd be a statue. He's in San Antonio. Tim couldn't care less about how he's honored or have a statue there. Yeah, Paul. It's also so so weird how he ended up in San Antonio. The 95-96 Spurs with David Robinson and Popovich, before Tim Duncan got there, were 59-23. and They're first in the Midwestern Division. They're great. Back injury to Tim Duncan, yeah. they finished sixth in the next season. They were 20-62. and 62. They get deep in the playoff lottery. They get Tim Duncan. First year with Tim Duncan, they're right back on top, winning 56 games. Well, I think that it might have been encouraged for David Robinson to not play those final games of the regular season when he came back with his back injury. And then they win the lottery. That's when Rick Pitino thought, hey, I'm coaching the Celtics and we're getting Tim Duncan and I am set for the next decade or so. And it didn't happen, obviously. Yes, McLovin? I wonder, though, with his style of play, I mean, it was boring. Let's face it. His his greatest moments were 12-foot bank shots. He just was not a highlight player. You're right. So with how that, but if he was in L.A., would the L.A.-ness have overwhelmed that and he'd be a bigger name? I'm not sure because he was so, so low-keyed. But he couldn't have been anybody but himself. I don't think where he went, I don't think, oh, San Antonio made him that. That's who he is. If you're around him, he is chill. He is mellow. He steps on the floor. Avery Johnson and Vinny Del Negro would tell me, don't let Tim fool you. Like, he... He has a temper. He's competitive. And he's got five titles. Uh, he was an all-star, what, 15 times, I'm guessing? Offensively, what, first, second, third team, all defense, how many times? First, second team, third team, regular NBA, you know, regular season, like all-star. It's just we don't – he wasn't exciting, And I had a conversation with his former teammate a couple of weeks ago, Matt Bonner. And uh, he said, look, Tim's one of the five greatest players of all time. Now, you know, he's obviously territorial here. And you start to look at it. 
And, and you could make a case that Tim Duncan is one of the top five players of all time. It's just there's no moment where you go, wow, did you see what Duncan did? It's one of those where you look at the box score afterwards and you go, golly, I get 25-15, you know, five blocks, four assists. I know he played with great players. Nobody knew Tony Parker was a great player. Nobody knew Manu was a great player. We knew David Robinson was. We didn't know how good Greg Popovich was as a coach. It just kind of came together. But it helps when your star player falls in line with what the coach wants everybody to do. And he would yell at Tim. Yes, McLovin. I have, you know, the all-time ESPN list that was a big deal two years ago. Uh, Tim is eight on there, right ahead of Larry Bird. and right. Uh, I'm sorry, Larry Bird's seven and Kobe's nine. So he's sandwiched at eight, which is not far off the top five. But he's got five titles. He has three MVPs in the finals. He's got two MVPs during the regular season. 15-time All-Star. 10-time first team. Eight times first team all defense. Seven times second team all defense. So 15 years, he was first or second all defense. He was rookie of the year. I mean, that's a decorated resume there. But who could you possibly knock out of the top five? These are like Russell, Chamberlain, Magic, Bird, Jordan kind of names. Well, you have Russell and Chamberlain, and that's a different era. Because... You know, I get into this argument, and I I hate doing it. Um, Bill Russell's the most decorated. Does that make him the you know one of the top five players? Uh, you know, Wilt won a title, got a ton of scoring. Got I mean, he's got. I, you know, you almost have to take you almost have to start this in the seventies or maybe the eighties, just to be fair to those players because Oscar Oscar's in there as well. Uh, it was just a different game. But I think that's where you talk you know, about generational. Is Tim Duncan there with Michael Jordan? And the answer is yes, he is. I mean, his resume is every bit. He won five titles, you know, three times the MVP in the finals. Where do you find fault? Just because he didn't give you a highlight. That's really it. If, if Tim Duncan had a couple of Vince Carter highlights, Tracy McGrady highlights, took down a backboard one time. Like Garnett, Garnett was in your face. He was there. Like you knew Garnett was on the floor. Tim, what you, you could tune in and go, who's the best player on the floor? And it might take you a little while before you realize that it was Tim Duncan. Because Ginobili was far more exciting. Parker was far more exciting. The Admiral was far more exciting. But Tim played in accordance to his personality. There was fire, but it was never on the surface. Yeah, Paul. This is a very weird stat. Stay with me on this. Tim Duncan is the 15th leading scorer in NBA history. He's the sixth leading rebounder in NBA history. He's the fifth all-time in block shots. He never led the league in any category ever for a season. He was never the leading scorer in the league. He was never the leading block guy. He was never the leading rebound guy. In his entire career, he never led the league in any of those categories. But he's he's one of the few people who's top 15 in all of them. Yeah. Yeah, McClellan. Would you buy this that 
You know who the antithesis of him is Shaq, who did everything with such bravado, and he was in Superman movies, and he got all the attention. Regardless of how you compare them as players, just like sort of persona-wise, Shaq was just such a big persona. Yeah. Well, just his presence when you saw him on the floor, and then the style that he played, uh, just the physicality, dunking, he was very expressive. Um, You know, for a guy named Duncan... How many dunks did Tim have in his career? Because he just, like, I just don't remember him, you know, doing some violent dunk on somebody, posterizing somebody. His name should be Tim, you know, Layup or, you know, Tim Bankshot, not Tim Duncan. If you could choose, you start your team with Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. And I'm going to give you these guys for 15 years. It's hard not to take Tim Duncan. It, it is. I mean, I would, I would say Kobe. Ah, man. Yeah, see. Kobe is the next best thing to Michael Jordan. Yes. Got to start with Kobe. You don't have to. I mean, okay. Just I'm give getting my opinion. Like uh, okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> Steve. I didn't mean to yell at you. I didn't mean to yell at you. My bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You get your hair cut and you look like you're about 13. Just trying to, in my opinion, like I'm supposed I know. to. Kobe will give you excitement every night. Sell some tickets. Tim would not. Tim will make you money when you get to the postseason. But then Kobe won. Kobe won titles. Five titles. Yes, McLovin. What year are we talking about? Like when they both came in the league or now? Because I don't know... They, they're not 2021 20, players. Kobe probably could have been, but no, now centers are a little less valuable. Yes. If you're talking about today's NBA, then you're probably looking, say, anybody else on that list. Although Kobe could have become, you know, a dangerous three-point shooter. Maybe Duncan becomes a joker type who mm. moves outside a little more. Yeah, I could see that. KG, I mean, KG had a little bit of range. I just don't, he didn't, he doesn't, he's not Kevin Garnett or uh, uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, Paul. I'm going with Kobe on this list, not not shockingly, but, you know, Dur- uh, Garnett had a run where in the middle of his career, between like 24 and 30, yeah. he's averaging like 24, 14, 5, and 2. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two steals, two blocks, five mm-hmm. assists, 13 and a half rebounds, 24 points. He had everything. But he was doing that for a bad team. Yeah. He, I mean, they're pumped up numbers. They are. But man, he was doing it. Tim was doing it in big games. Like all yeah. of those games with the Spurs, they were important games. Yeah, McLovin. If we're getting down, I could save it for after the break, but I just found a list of the three biggest Hall of Fame snubs from post 2000. Weber was number one on this list. It was from last week. Okay. And he got in. Okay. I'm curious if you can name the three guys. They're guys right in our wheelhouse. Can you give us some hints here? One of them was on that Detroit team that we talked about with Ben Wallace, and I did not realize that this guy was not. Rip Hamilton? Not Rip Hamilton. Another uh, another fellow big man on that team. With the same Rashid? Name. Yeah, Rashid, because he went to three finals, had eight conference finals, four all-stars. He's a better, he's a better, better than Ben Wallace. Yes. Yeah. Because remember he was on that Blazers team that went but, toe-to-toe? But, but Ben won Defensive Player of the Year, and, and that resonates here. 
Ben was not an all-around polished player at all. But, hey, he's the defensive player of the year. Yeah, McClellan. Yeah, Rashid, if that Portland, remember that great yeah, Portland team? If they had yeah. just gotten over the hump, then he'd be a Hall of Famer. I, I, Rashid was a great player. It was just Rashid's toughest opponent was Rashid. <laughs> and it's like, hey, Rashid, who's guarding you? Uh, me, my personality. Ooh, I'm going to take your personality. Probably a favorite here. Yeah, McClellan. The other two, real quick, because okay. you guys love these guys. Sean Marion with the Suns mm. and Tim Hardaway, who I actually would have thought might be a Hall of Famer. I didn't know he wasn't the former, the uh, older Tim Hardaway. Yeah, I, I, I loved Hardaway. Fascinated by by Tim. But uh, I'd have to look at his numbers. You know, I don't think Sean Marion ever won a title. And he could be a product of the system as well. But how a guy could get his shot off and he shot it like almost, you know, from his belt buckle. It was quick, though. Yeah, Paul. Tim Hardaway's career in Gold State started great. 24, 25, 26 years old. He was an all-star. Yeah. He was averaging like 23 and 10. And then he had a knee injury at age 27. Took him out of the league. And he kind of cooled off. He became more like a 17 and 8 guy for the rest of his career. And it, he wasn't hot again because he bounced around the league. He had some good days in Miami. He had that crossover, though. That was, and he had this ability to bump you with his off arm, and and but he would cross over, bump you, create separation, and he didn't have a great shot, like the rotation on it. But that was that was the first crossover, I think. That that was before Iverson. Right, he's an innovator. That's got to help. Yeah, contributions to the game. All right, 21 after the hour, uh, Bill Plaschke will join us. We'll talk about the Lakers going into this playoff game with Steph Curry. Uh, Albert Pujols is signing with the Dodgers. We'll, uh, we'll get the temperature of L.A. with Bill coming up. 21 after the hour, back after this. It's amazing. Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically. There's no limit on how much you can earn, which is amazing. In fact, even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of the places in the United States that take credit cards take Discover. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing the word yes more often. And you can learn more. Discover.com slash yes. That's discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know. Take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Last name is Duncan. How many dunks did he have in his career? He had 1,171 dunks. Stat of the oh. day, stat of the day, oh, that oh. stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Stop. Great columnist for the LA Times, star of Around the Horn, Bill Plaschke, joining us on the program. Bill, thanks for joining us. Level of concern over repeating the Lakers or the Dodgers right now? More people are freaking out about the Lakers, really freaking out. What's LeBron James doing in the game last night so late in a blowout, which it didn't matter, and he turned his ankle again? Yeah, people people think the Dodgers, and I agree, the Dodgers, they've got a lot of season left. they got great pitching. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be fine. They may, they, may, they may not be the best team in baseball history, as I predicted before the season. <laughs> 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 not one of my finer moments, but um, but they're going to be they're going to be fine. The Lakers, people are freaking out because LeBron's, you know, they don't know how LeBron's ankle is. AD's fragile. They, if, if they win this thing, it'll be LeBron's greatest achievement ever because no team's ever come from a seven seed to win it. No team's ever had to win 17 games to win it. And they got to do it on LeBron's back, and he's been hurt most of the year, and he keeps getting hurt. And AD's always – you notice when AD hits the floor, he's always wincing, he's always grimacing, he's always groaning. So he's got all that going for him. So yeah, there's 
there's quite a bit of concern about the Lakers. I think people think they'll they'll get they'll beat Golden State, or at least they'll get they'll get in this seven or eight seed, and they'll probably win the first round. But I don't think people think they can beat the Clippers, and I think that's what people are really concerned about out here. Do you think the Clippers? Tried to avoid the Lakers strategically? Absolutely. So did the Nuggets. They were both fighting each other, trying to <laughs> invest all their players. Absolutely, they're trying to avoid the Lakers. They're trying to wait to they're, they're trying to wait to get them to the last round of the, of the of the conference finals. But that may not work. By then, the Lakers could be in rhythm, and LeBron could have his confidence, and they could be rolling by then. I think you want to get the Lakers early. Yeah, but, you know, I, I agree with that. But I was wondering about with LeBron and load management. Like, do you think that there's any chance that maybe he, you know, stayed out even longer just as precautionary measures so he'd be ready? Oh, to absolutely. Go? Oh, I wrote before the season he should take at least one, one or two month vacation. He was mad from the very start. Remember this, Dan? He was upset at the 71 game, uh, you know, break. That's all they had. He wanted to start the season after January. So he was upset about that already. Yes, I think absolutely he held out. And that's why I think the sky's not falling. I think LeBron and AD, I think they're both going to be fine. I think the Lakers are going to win in our championship. But I think and I think one of the reasons is they're going to wake, they're going to wake up a, a month from now. Everybody's going to realize how rested LeBron is and how rested AD is. And I think clearly, I think he nursed that ankle, and I think he clearly wanted the vacation. And smart for him. The NBA – Messed up schedule this year, Dan. The NBA was so messed up. You all talked about it on the show ad nauseum. All the injuries, all the forced games, the rush games, the compressed schedule. It made for a terrible, terrible regular season. And LeBron was just getting, you know, was just paying him back. He was just getting his. They do well against Steph Curry, but there's always that if Steph somehow goes crazy here. Steph can't score it. 100 points. I mean, <laughs> can he? Well, but let's say he gets 40-something. Like, yeah, when does it become to, dangerous here? Oh, he's got to get – I just don't think it ever becomes dangerous. I just don't think that's – I just don't think the Warriors, they were great to get this far, that they're, they're a worthy opponent. But, no, Steph's their whole team. And I don't think – I don't think – and I don't think, I don't think the Lakers think that either. I think they their sights are set on Phoenix right now, I think, probably. I think they think they could beat Golden State. I think that I think I and and I would agree with them on that. I don't think this is, but it'll be the most watched game. Remember the the last time they played, it was like thirty million people watched it. There'll be a it's just going to be the most watched playoff game this early ever in history. But I just don't think it'll be much of a contest. But do you think he truly believes Steph Curry's the MVP? Because his buddy Chris Paul has been equally valuable for the Phoenix Suns, but LeBron campaigning late for Steph Curry? No, LeBron thinks he's going to, he should be the MVP. <laughs> he, he always does think he's, he, no, yeah, he's just, he's just saying that. He was just saying that to uh, jack up this, the game and get, you know, and maybe get to Steph's head a little bit. That's, that's what he was, he was saying. Yeah, no, I don't think he believes. I think he would vote for Chris Paul for, he'd probably vote for Joel Embiid before he'd vote for, he'd vote for Jokic. He'd vote for Jokic probably. Uh, he'd vote for himself. He doesn't think – yeah, LeBron doesn't think anybody should be MVP ever but him any year ever, period. It's Bill Plaschke of the L.A. Times, contributor to Around the Horn. What was your Wait, take? Dan, when I started this show, I was a star. Now I'm just a contributor. 
I'll be lucky to be a freelancer by the time the show ends. So. You said star, I said contributor, so I I, I covered uh, okay. both both. Woody Page just texted me and said he's a contributor. You're not a star, so I. He, he's right. He's actually correct about that. That is that's the accurate. Uh, your takeaway from the Hall of Fame weekend was what? It sucked because Kobe wasn't there. I don't care what. We wrote a million stories before this, the, the ceremonies. We talked about Kobe and wrote the whole history of his life. It was about Kobe, and he wasn't there. I mean, it just – it really stunk to me. It was really – obviously, Tim Duncan's speech was incredible. I thought that was really, really, really incredible. Him talking about pop was really incredible. Um, Rudy T's speech was off the hook, off the off – the, but I miss Kobe, and, and Kobe should have been there to exchange jabs with the guys. He should have been there to thank – you know, Vanessa didn't thank any Laker and he didn't did not mention any Laker in her speech because she didn't know what Kobe would have said. She wasn't going to speak for her late husband. So a mm-hmm. lot of Lakers went unrecognized. I think a lot of the emotion was drained out of the thing. I just thought it. I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to be emotional about it. I think it's so cool that Kobe's in and I'm glad he's in. But it really sucked that he wasn't there. It really stunk. It was really I thought the whole thing was just a real hard. It was real painful. It was supposed to be celebrating his greatness. And I thought we just remember the absence of his greatness. And it was it was really hard. I thought it was hard. Rudy Tomjanovich, though, grabbed some headlines when he said Robert Ori belongs in the Hall of Fame. You oh, have- he does. Oh, he does. But he absolutely does. I was here for a lot of that. Yeah. Big Shot Bob, he was the best player I've ever seen under pressure in the finals. In, in How many rings does he have? I mean, Seven. no, I, I think if you're going to put different people like that in the Hall of Fame, I think absolutely he belongs in the Hall of Fame. For what, if we're, we're going to celebrate championships, if we're going to celebrate pressure shots and pressure players, and I loved it because he, he said, he, he told me once, the reason he was so good in April and May instead of early in the season is that the Kings, the L.A. Kings, who shared the Staples Center with him, were done playing, so they got the ice out from under the floor so the floor was warm. <laughs> so his, his feet weren't cold in April and May as long as the Kings <laughs> kept losing. Uh, that, that's a true story. I, I thought, I, I think he should be. And he's a great guy, too. So put great guys in the Hall of Fame. Rudy T's in the Hall of Fame. Put put Corey in the Hall of Fame. Okay, but is Derek Fisher a Hall of Famer? Well, he made a couple. He didn't know. I don't think he had the impact that Ori had. But he's got five titles. He's got more career points. He's played in more playoff games than anybody in NBA history. Yeah, but who's made more bigger shots than Ori for different teams? Also, Fisher did it for the same team. How many different teams did Ori win the championships with? But if I Three, put, I, I can put Ori in, but if I put Ori in, then all of a sudden am I putting Julian Edelman into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, maybe so. I, I just think we talk about championships so much, and then we don't do anything to celebrate them. And these guys, certain guys, are like that. And uh, but I know I'm, I'm I know I'm, I'm in a minority. I'm sure most most people think Rob shouldn't be in there, but I think I, I was there and I saw it. I saw his big shots. All right, he had the shot like the beat Sacramento in Game. Four of the of the, of the uh, conference finals, you know, he had that great three pointer. After that game, Glenn Fry, the Eagles, walked past me in the press row, pounded his fist on the press table, looked at me, and said, "The Eagles never wrote a song this good," <laughs> and kept walking. <laughs> that that was Big Shot Bob. That was Robert Ory. Uh, explain the logic of the Dodgers signing Albert Pujols. They're really desperate. They're really, really desperate for hitting against left-handed pitching. They really need someone. They have 13 players on the injured list. They got to, 
they figure if they figure he can win that, if he can win them one or two games with a late inning home run, maybe start a few games when they need him at first base, just fill in. They think, and they think the clubhouse is veteran enough to absorb him. And if he complains or if he gets disgruntled, this is a, again, I've heard this, this, this analogy made many times, but it's so true. David Freeze worked in there. Chase Utley worked in there. They're, they have a history of getting veterans who come in there and are tutors and mentors and, and go into the system. They're, they're banking on him suddenly saying, I got I can win a ring. I'll be quiet. I don't need to play. And I think it could, it, it's, it's a no lose for them. They don't do any good. They just cut them. They don't care. It doesn't cost him hardly anything. Yeah, but my concern is he was not happy with not getting playing time with the Angels. Now he's going to be happy with not getting playing time with the Dodgers? Well, I'm going to, he's on a press call today. I'm going to ask him that direct question, or somebody will ask him that question. We'll find out. That's that's a concern, Dan. That's a concern. But I think, again, you've seen players like this, veterans who have a chance to win a ring. The Dodgers still have the best run differential in the National League. They're still the best team in the league. I think they learn to subjugate their egos and learn to and realize it's about big. It's, it's about more than them. Where the Angels had no shot. They have no shot. Dodgers have a real shot. Maybe he'll be more of a team player there. We'll see. But that's a definite, that's got to be one of the first questions he's asked today in the press conference. I'll leave you with this. If you could start your team with one, Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. Oh, I'm taking Kobe. I'm taking Kobe because I want to end, I want to start my, te- my team with a guy who can end the game who will end the game, who will end the moment, who will own the moment. And Tim Duncan was great, and Garnett was great, but Kobe was a man on that. I would I would start with – how about you? Uh, if it was today's NBA, then I'm going to take Kobe. But if it's back in the, you know, 80s, 90s, then I probably strongly consider Duncan. I, I, I think Duncan's underrated. Uh, you know, he won five titles. He was MVP in the finals three times. He won two league MVPs. He was first or second, you know, all NBA defense, 15 years, all-star 15. Like he, he did everything you would ask a great player to do without any fanfare and really no signature moment. He just, he was kind of perfect for San Antonio. I, I wonder though, Bill, if he played in LA or New York or you know, Boston, would we be looking at Tim Duncan differently if he had this resume? That's a great question. Cause I mean, the, the guy like Clayton Kershaw, Clayton Kershaw is very quiet, like Duncan and just does his job. And he's, he's revered out here, but I want the Kobe brings a Mamba mentality. I know that's such a cliche and everybody laughs when they, when I say it, yeah. but I want my club to have the Mamba mentality. That's why I want Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a wrong answer in there, but I, well, I think Kevin Garnett would be a wrong answer. Well, he had a run there where he put up, you know, like 25, 15, you know, five block shots or four block shots. Like he, he, he put up some pretty big numbers. Yeah, though. he did. But he really wasn't, didn't have the, 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 the consistency and the length of career that these other guys did. He didn't yeah. have, and he wasn't, he wasn't as good as them. He just wasn't as good. Great to talk to you. He's the star of Around the Horn. It's your words, not mine. Your words, not mine. And does a decent job as the columnist for the LA Times. (laughs) (laughs) Bill, thanks for for joining us. Great to catch up with you. Thanks. See you. That's Bill Plaschke. We'll take a break. Play of the day. Uh, We have our best and worst of the weekend coming up. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, 
at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We have a new member of the 504090 Club, although... Maybe you don't give him full credit for 50, 40, 90. 
You shoot 50 from the floor, 40 from three-point range, and 90 from the line. Steph Curry, Larry Bird, Kevin Durant, and this player, 50, 40, 90. Anybody want to take a guess? This player was uh, 8 of 10 from the floor on Sunday, uh, 2 of 3 from three-point range, and 6 for 6 from the free-throw line. Any guesses? Some stunned faces there. Yes, McLovin? I'll go with a little Malcolm Brogdon. Action. Malcolm Brogdon? No. <laughs> but he's been close before, I think. Uh, Seton O'Connor. Do you have one? Well, those numbers seem a little flat to me. Flat Earth. Oh, boom. Kyrie Irving. Booyah. 50, 40, 90. I don't know how many games he played in this year (laughs) compared to Bird, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. But uh, I thought Steve Nash was a 50-40-90. Yeah, Paulie? I I was going to guess Devin Booker. That was the name that popped in my head. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he's even close to that. Kyrie shot 50 from the floor, 40 from three-point range, and 90 from the line. So right there on those numbers, 50, 40, and 90. Can we check... Because I, for some reason, I thought Malcolm Brogdon did do it. Yeah, he was the last guy to do it. He did it in 19. Oh, okay. I thought he, I totally screwed that up. I knew he was 50-40-90. I couldn't remember. Okay. And then did Steve Nash go 50-40-90? Multiple times. Okay. Todd? That's from an article I was looking at. That's we're calling out to whoever the journalist was. I was just going to give Todd credit for stat of the day. And... This, he didn't send it to everybody, just sent it to me. He joins Larry Bird, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant as the only players to average at least 25 points per game uh, during the 50-40-90. So I guess that's the separation there, but you got guys who have been 50-40-90, and uh, he somehow averaged 25K. Yes, Paul. Uh, from a, it's from a website called horrendousstats.com. No, because oh. he's, he's averaging 25, whereas oh. Nash didn't and Brogdon didn't. But he is a member of the 50-40-90. So it's a little confusing there. Yes, Eden. So it looks like he did it in 54 games. Yeah. Which I think the next closest one would be Malcolm Brogdon at 64 games. But he has the least of anybody on that okay. list. Okay. All right. But he averaged... Uh, Wait, what's his stat here? Because say it over how many points a game? 25. Okay. 25. Because, yeah, yeah Dirk was like 24.4 or something. Yeah. Yeah. But Bird, Steph, and Durant averaged at least 25 in the 50-40-90. Yes, Paul. Do you guys round up, like if Dirk Nowitzki averaged 24.8, is that 25 points a game? No. You don't round up? No. Would you say he averaged 24 that year or 24.8? Like, would you go to point? I'd probably do 24.8. Men round up in everything else and like, there's not stats. <laughs> You're not a roundup guy. <laughs> I'm not a roundup guy. Oh. I don't even use it on weeds. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's how much I'm not a roundup guy. <laughs> Like Kyrie Irving <laughs> averaging 26.9 points per game this year. We can't say he's averaging 27 a game. No, it's 26.9. Really? Yes. Because, you know, later on in, you know, 10 years, you're going to be like, dude, I averaged 27 a game that year. They're like, well, uh, actually, it's 26.9. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, actually. I don't think I sound like that. <laughs> Maybe I did. Maybe uh, I did to well, Ray Allen. Uh, uh, you know, you're doing that wrong. Do you know... Kevin Garnett didn't acknowledge Ray Allen. That I was a little curious about. <laughs> right, right on brand. <laughs> Is he going to mention Ray? No, he's not. 
man, are they going to take that to their graves. They are not going to welcome back Ray Allen. Uh, Let's give our best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. Best of the weekend after having been eligible for eight years. Great to see one of our favorite guests, Chris Weber, get the nod for the Basketball Hall of Fame and uh, do an interview with his former Fab Five uh, teammate, uh, Jalen Rose, over the weekend. Worst, although Popovich, uh, Coach Popovich wasn't there and a number of players were resting or hurt, the Spurs give up 140 points in regulation at home Saturday <laughs> night to the Suns. They give up 41 in the third and were down at one point by as many as 42. This is a team that's involved in the uh, playing, and I was expecting a little more from San Antonio. Well, they took the night off, too. I mean, they figure, well, Pop is, so we will, too. Uh, McLovin, best and worst. So my best, obviously, uh, is Vanessa Bryant's speech was pretty incredible. Yep. My worst is how late the games were on Sunday night for the NBA and how little I could not make head nor tail of who was trying to win or lose. I thought, like, the last <laughs> day of the season was supposed to be a big, like, seeding battle, and it was very confusing. Yeah, I don't think Denver and the Clippers wanted to win. The Celtics didn't care about winning. But you did have some teams who did try to win these. But, these and the games. Celtics gave the Knicks a little bit of a oh, run out of that game. I know. I know. Seton O'Connor, best and worst. Uh, I'm going to go two bests. Two best. Uh, one best is uh, the Keegan-Michael Key on Saturday Night Live this weekend. There's a couple of funny skits there with uh, invo- involving sports, especially the Jordan documentary one. I thought it was pretty funny. Yep. Yeah, it was good. It went a little long, and then it went so long that it became funny again. Like, absurdly long. You're like, wow, this is great. Um, and then my other best of the weekend, um, well, I don't. I guess it's a best like Hall of Fame career, but Marv Albert announcing his retirement. Yeah. Um, that's a dude who, growing up in New Jersey, he was like the sound of basketball for me. You know, just like Phil Rizzuto was the sound of baseball, he, he was the same thing. Yep. And Marv is 80 years of age. And he's one of those guys that you wonder what he's going to do without a game. And whenever he's on, he feels younger than that. But just um, legendary voice. He made hockey sound great on radio. That's how great he was. Yes, Todd. I did ask him over the weekend if he was sure he wanted to retire. What do you think he said? Yes! Yes! (laughs) There you go. Just want to make sure you're playing along. Thank you, Todd. Uh, And our buddy Mike Breen. Uh, getting into the Hall of Fame as a contributor. Uh, one of those people who are great people who also are great at what they do. That's Mike Breen. Paulie, best and worst. FCS football title game, Dan. May football, we love it. Eric Schmid, Schmidty, the quarterback of Sam Houston State. Touchdown with 16 seconds left to, for Sam Houston State to beat South Dakota State. And the other best of the weekend, Liverpool needed a late goal against West Brown. They really need one. They bring up their goalkeeper, Allison. Oh. And he has one in for Liverpool to keep them in the Champions League mix. He just has one name? He kind of goes by Allison. A-L-I-S-S-O-N. Mm. Okay. Allison Becker. Yeah. Oh. But you look like you're about 6'5". And they put him in the box and they got a header. No! Kind of has a Gerard Butler thing going out with more range. Yeah. I love the announcers, too, because it's such a way with words, too. Of all the dramatic! Stunning! Like... Yeah, clawing their way back from death for one more game. (laughs) (laughs) Liverpool saddle hopes of defending continue. (laughs) Coming up, Reggie Miller. Recap the Hall of Fame weekend. More phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. We're back after this final hour. Dan Patrick Show. 
One more item, second hour, M Drive. Are you finding it harder to keep up with the younger guys at the gym or at work? Not me. I take M Drive. M Drive is the everyday supplement for guys who want to compete with guys 20 years younger and you want to win. I don't want to compete. I want to win. M-Dry gives you energy and strength and stamina. Then you can fight back. Maintain your edge, no matter what your age is. Packed with clinically tested ingredients, M-Dry helps you burn more fat, stay lean, and boost your drive. Try it. 60-day money-back guarantee. There's free shipping. mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. Or you can find M-Drive at Rite Aid, Walgreens, and Vitamin Shop. I've been using M-Drive for a year now, and I can feel the difference every single day. How do you feel? Are you ready to try M-Drive? Go to mdrivedan.com today. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. mdrivedan.com. Or you can go to the stores, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Vitamin Shop, and ask for M-Drive. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.